This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trump keeps heat on EU. Farm bill signing likely next week. Wheat wins with yield update and farm targeted in E. coli probe. U.S. ag groups to speak up on EU trade talks today. U.S. farm groups' frustration with the European trade barriers will be on the agenda today as the Trump administration holds a hearing on its objectives in the U.S.-EU trade talks. The first hour of the day-long hearing held by the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative will be dedicated to the testimony from groups representing beef, pork, sugar, dairy, pistachio, corn, and sorghum producers, as well as the Grocery Manufacturers Association. That suggests President Trump isn't giving in to European demands to keep ag and food issues out of the trade talks. EU officials tell AgriPulse they want to exclude ag from the negotiations because there are just too many sensitive and complex issues that could drag the negotiations out over years. But administration officials say they're adamant that ag will be included because the U.S. has a lot to gain. Europe's ban on artificial growth hormones, ractopamine, and chlorine rinses are major barriers to U.S. exports of beef, pork, and poultry. Purdue, China soy buy is a good start. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue says the news that China has purchased 1.13 million tons of U.S. soybeans is a good start. He says he hopes it means that China will agree to policy changes that the president is demanding. Purdue said yesterday, we think it's promising and we hope the agricultural portion of this agreement and conversations that President Trump had can lead to more structural changes. The U.S. sold about 32 million tons of soybeans to China in 2017, 36 million tons in 2016. Sales have been very low this year because of the 25% retaliatory tariff that China imposed in July. Meanwhile, there are reports that the White House is holding up a second round of trade aid to farmers to see how much China increases its ag imports from the U.S. That's prompting Roger Johnson, the president of the National Farmers Union, to demand that the administration release the money. Johnson said the administration should be doing everything it can to protect the men and women who feed, fuel, and clothe this nation. That means following through with short-term relief through the market facilitation program payments and working with Congress to significantly bolster the family farm safety net for years to come. Farm bill signing likely next week. Plans are underway for President Trump to sign the new farm bill next week. The legislation, which the House gave final congressional approval to on Wednesday, isn't expected to get it to the White House before Monday. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas said yesterday it was possible the signing ceremony could take place outside Washington. But Conaway thinks Trump may wind up signing the bill in D.C., given the uncertainty over a government shutdown. President Obama signed the 2014 Farm Bill in Michigan, home state of then-Senate Agriculture Chair Debbie Stabenow. The 2008 bill was enacted over a presidential veto. Snap rule coming. Conway also told reporters USDA could release a proposed rule next week that would make it harder for states and counties to get waivers from work requirements for food stamp recipients. Conway was unable to persuade Democrats to write the tougher waiver rules into the Farm Bill. Wheat growers may win on yield update. 
Wheat growers should be among the biggest winners under a provision of the new farm bill that will allow some farmers to update the yields used to calculate price loss coverage payments. The provision is designed to benefit farmers whose yields were unusually low from 2008 to 2012, the period used for setting PLC yields under the 2014 Farm Bill. The reason the new provision could help wheat growers in particular is because a complicated formula written into the bill is designed to offset the impact of national yield increases before and after the 2014 Farm Bill. National wheat yields were flat over that period, while yields for many other commodities rose. That according to an analysis by economists at the University of Illinois and Ohio State University. The formula produces a yield factor for each commodity that can be used to calculate the impact of a yield update. The bottom line, a wheat farmer whose individual yields increased by 10% from 2008 to 2012 2013 to 2017 will benefit from the update more than a corn grower whose yields increase by the same percentage, according to the analysis. Looked at another way, a corn farmer would need at least an 11% increase in average yields over the period to benefit from the update. Cash flow, the benefit of higher loan rates. The Farm Bill also includes some significant increases in loan rates for major commodities that could help farmers' cash flow. Loan rates serve as a floor under commodity prices by providing payments to farmers when market prices fall below them. The rates also determine how much growers can get when they put a crop under USDA loan. The rate increases will allow producers to get a bit more for their crops when they place them under loan, and that could help some producers with cash flow and expand market options, according to Pat Westhoff, who directs the Food and Agriculture Policy Institute at the University of Missouri. The new rates are still likely to be too low to trigger loan deficiency payments, he says. The Congressional Budget Office estimates the rate increases will cost taxpayers a relatively modest $136 million over 10 years. Durbin joins Senate Ag. The Senate Agriculture Committee will have one new member, Dick Durbin of Illinois, in January. Durbin has tangled with farm groups and crop insurers in recent years over his efforts to reduce premium subsidies to high-income producers. The Ag Committee will have nine Democrats next year, one fewer than this year because the GOP will have a larger Senate majority. Two Democratic committee members lost re-election races in November, Joe Donnelly of Indiana and Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota. FDA closes in on Romaine outbreak. FDA has pinpointed a farm in Santa Barbara County, California, that is a source of the E. coli outbreak in romaine lettuce that led federal officials to issue a nationwide alert on romaine. FDA says a local irrigation reservoir near the Adams Brothers farm tested positive for the E. coli strain linked to the outbreak. FDA officials cautioned, however, that the finding doesn't fully explain all of the illnesses and that the investigation continues. Here's today's He Said It. We would certainly approve of Iowa being the example if he wants to do that. That House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway suggesting tongue-in-cheek that he would support trying out Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley's plans for tougher commodity program payment rules in his home state. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, December 14th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.